0: For everything you want to know about real estate it's time to take action schedule today Ron and Don sit down. Dot com is the way Here's my dad and his boyhood friend Mr. Ron and my dad Don. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's episode number 172 of the Ron and Don Show. Almost, what? 700,000 plays. That is unbelievable. Our thanks to you and our thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring the show this entire time. Thanks to Rich, everybody at Les Schwab. For sponsoring Ron and Don and the Ron and Don Nation,
1: and we're also sponsored by ourselves. Aren't That's we? right. You can go to RonandDonSitDown Sitdown.com if you want to sit
0: down. Sit down.
1: You can stand if you. If we just met with someone today. Everybody stood. You don't have to sit down, but if you want to, you it's can. More,
0: it, it's more fun though to go sit down because your parents never went stand.
1: So um, you can also get one of the brand new books that Don and I have written. Uh, one is for sellers. One is for buyers. Lots of uh, of, of really awkward pictures when you're two grown men yeah. and you do a photo shoot and you've together. Been, and
0: you've been in radio your whole life. And you're uh, trying not to look like male partners. Well,
1: and the thing is,
0: we, but you are male partners.
1: Don and I, in long, every sense
0: of the way, except for the one sense that it's not that way.
1: We made a decision probably 15 years ago. We were not going to do. The back-to-back, arms-crossed pose, and we're not going to do... The double point pose. Yeah. So we we've taken some poses off of the table. And
0: there's No Charlie Angel pose. And Which, we also we also have matching jean jackets, but we don't wear them at the same time. And if we go somewhere and the other guy has the jacket on, we're horrified. And, and one guy silently slips. So it there's off, just so there's
1: it. some awkward pictures. Those That's it all it I'm saying.
0: Yeah. So how do you get the guide? The guide for sellers. The guide for buyers. It doesn't matter whether you're to buy, want to buy or sell right now. If you just want to educate yourself, this answers a lot of the questions about your property. Should I tune it up? What is a micro market? It also says. Where should I spend money to get money back? How do I close? What's my net proceeds? What happens if I'm in a condo? What is a net proceeds when it comes to a resale certificate? And on top of that, what's a special assessment? We talk about all those things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can get it. Just email me, ron at windermere.com. I'll send it out to you. Yeah, it's a new ebook, you guys. Thanks for that.
0: Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, let's talk flying. Also, let's talk about what you would do if you were inherited six hundred million dollars. Wow! Now, okay. What this guy did, but uh, right now let's talk about voting. People are excited about this. I had a conversation with my mom last night. My mom, in the past, uh, has voted Republicans and for Democrats. My mom doesn't vote the ticket, even though everybody else in my Midwest family does. And I asked her what the voting experience was like for her this time. Because last time she voted for Trump. Uh, this time she's around, she said that she voted for Biden. And then she said something that Ron said on episode 171. And I went back and said, Mom, are you listening to Ron on 171? Because you just made the point that he made right at the end of the episode. And she said, Donald? Because she calls me Donald. She still calls me Donald. She said, Donald. She said, you know what? She said, you know what really matters? Judges. Judges really matter. She said, for the first time in my life, and she's 77 years young, she went through the voting pamphlet and she studied every single judge. She lives in New Mexico. She studied every single issue, every single politician, every single board member. She took hours upon hours upon hours and days upon days, and she was really thoughtful about this. And she said, that was the cool thing about a mail-in ballot. She said, I could sit there. For days with all this information yeah and then i could i could go ahead and vote and then i could put it in the mail when i was ready and i never even thought about that she says you don't get that when you go into a voting booth when you go into a voting booth you got to vote now most people vote the ticket and then they turn around and leave my mom was super thoughtful yesterday and it seems to me at least here in the great state of washington early ballots are in And they said that the early ballots are off the charts compared to former years. What do you think we're going to see nationwide? And how do you feel about the mail-in ballots, people being thoughtful, and not necessarily just voting the ticket this time?
1: I think uh, mail-in ballots, because we've had them here for so long, they're not fraudulent. Uh, there is very, very, very little fraud that happens. Uh, the fact that people are trying to suppress votes and sequester votes and have one box you can put into a county with 4 million people in Texas is ridiculous. And that brings me to a larger point. I just want people to, to think about this. If, if you, however you vote, whatever your politics are, and I thought about this, I was like, how can I frame this up in a different way that doesn't just fall upon uh, 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 party lines? And I was cu- I'm curious about this. I'm not making a declaration, even though i probably am making a declaration. I wondered what the mindset is oh, if you this, were voting. This, hang on.
0: This sounds like a declaration. It's a declaration. This is a declaration.
1: If you vote for something to where you want to either, A, control another person's behavior, or B, take limit somebody else's rights, uh, then I would ask you what that is all about. Um, if you're voting if you get out there and you are are angry to the point where it's like i need to suppress somebody else's ability to do something i disagree with i need to invoke a law or invoke a rule or to change a boundary or to put someone on the supreme court so that i can constrain someone else's life i want to make someone else's world smaller or someone else's world conform to the way I see things, if that's your motivation, what is that about?
0: So what is that about, though? Like, go ahead and and color the coloring book here, because I'm not enjoying this at 30,000 feet. What are you saying?
1: I'm saying that that if if I'm going to go vote, and it's like, you you know what? I'm going to sock it to the other guys. I'm gonna sock. I, I'm gonna vote so that. I, Give me example. Well, you'll hear this all the time. We need to. We need to stop the other other side. I'm gonna vote, but let, I'm gonna vote Trump because I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it to the Dems. I'm sticking it to the liberals. I'm gonna the show Libtar, the libtards. The Libtars. Libtars. Yeah. What, what are you sticking it to? Well, if that's your motivation, what what are you saying that I that that uh, I I'm rooting for other Americans to do worse? That I that I, the only way for me to do better is if somebody if I can have my heel on someone else's chest is that is that what you're saying? Don't, because-
0: can't you argue both sides though? Because I I can argue the other side and say I just got done listening to a press conference, Governor Jay Inslee, uh, and we talked about him in episode one seventy 170 and one seventy one. Uh, Politico said he's done the second best job in the country when it comes to COVID and COVID counts. He was just talking about super spreader events. He said a lot of spreading is happening right now at college campuses and specifically at fraternities. So he's really laying down the law and what the rules are gonna be here in Washington State when it comes to fraternities and sororities. And so what a lot of people feel like is they feel like, you know what he's doing is he's limiting my freedom. He is taking away my freedom. He's also crushing my business. I was just walking through Fremont, uh, just now and I had to jump out and walk my dog. I was astonished and saddened by some of the signs and some of the businesses that I saw that, that initially were temporary closed and now they're just closed. It was, a, it was a bit heartbreaking. So there would be people that look at Jay Inslee and say, you know what you did? Is you took away my freedom and my ability to run my small business. And now as a result of that, there's no sales tax. There's no BO tax. I'm not paying employees. Uh, I'm not affecting other businesses in the area. My business is closed. It's done. I put my heart and soul in this. And you stopped me during this pandemic. And if you listen to him on the radio just now, uh, he's going to clamp down even harder. Uh, this election cycle, he feels like he's on the right side of science, and he feels like he's on the right side of
1: history. Yeah, I mean, I get that, that viewpoint. Um, again, are you rooting to kill people? Like that's that's the thing. I, I need my business to stay alive, so I'm rooting to kill people. I want this virus to spread. That that I think is the wrong message. That I was thinking more of in terms of like, let me vote on someone so that I can roll back uh, gay marriage. I want to I want to exercise my right to vote to constrain someone else's life. I'm going to say you're not allowed to marry the person you love. Duh, I'm I'm not gay. I'm I'm a, a specific religion or a specific viewpoint in humanity, but what I wanted to use my vote for is to limit what you can do. Uh, you you can't get married because it violates what I believe. You can't get an abortion because it violates what I believe. You can't uh, vote, uh, you know, by mail because it might hurt my party's choices. I, I think if you, those are the motivations, I would just ask people to really pause and to think about why why are you oriented that way? Why would someone else need to lose for you to win? Like like I want to progress society forward where it's like everybody gets to win. If if we do better as a people, if we take the high road, if we have more integrity, more inclusion, more rights, more um possibilities for everyone, more education, more freedoms, that doesn't... Nobody's a loser in that.
0: Here's, here's, here's what's hard, though. We, we have a colleague at Cairo that just got suspended. Dory got suspended. He's a friend of mine. Uh, Dory got suspended for for saying something on Twitter that people felt was transphobic. What's interesting is Dory works for Cairo. Cairo is owned by the Mormon church. And I have to say they're owned by Bonneville. Bonneville was was the best employer I ever worked for. But on the other hand, they spent a lot of money in California on propositions down there. The Mormon church is not real comfortable with uh, people that are trans. They're not comfortable with the gay lifestyle, for instance. So that's why someone like Dory could go on Cairo for years and say the things that he said about the trans community, even some of the things that he said about the gay community, and Bonneville was okay with that. They were okay with that. Cairo was okay with that. That was never an issue, never a problem. He never got suspended. Then what happened is he sends out that tweet, and somebody contacts the Seahawks. And the, the Seahawks are not owned by the Bonneville Church. The Seahawks are owned by the Allen family, and the Allen family is pretty progressive. The Allen family hired someone like Pete Pete Carroll, who is very progressive and very much on the left, right? And so now you have this conundrum because people are now flooding the Seattle Seahawks with messages because Dory represents the Seahawks. He works for them. He has a separate contract from the radio station. And they happen to be on Bonneville, Seattle, but he wasn't doing the game this weekend. And the reason he wasn't doing the game is because the Seattle Seahawks, they support gays. They support lesbians. They haven't spent money on propositions down in California. And they support people that are trans. They do. And so what do you do now if you're Cairo? Because you don't want to take a guy who is killing it right now in the ratings and throw him on ice when you're in this political season but they were forced to because the seattle seahawks are the biggest sponsor on cairo seattle which is bonneville so what would have been interesting to me is if bonneville seattle would have dug in and said hey you know what we support dory and my understanding is they put him back on air and i don't know what's going to happen with the seahawk job but that's what is happening everywhere around the country right now. Because Dory has always said those things about gay and lesbian and trans people, and it's never been an issue. But all of a sudden, you have players now that are speaking up, players that want to be heard. And you have organizations like the Seattle Seahawks that say, you know what? We're going to stand up against Bonavent. We're going to stand up against Cairo Seattle. We're going to stand up and take one of our hosts, and we're going to suspend them. And as a result of that, Cairo had to follow they had to financially right well if
1: i was in a room with dory and i've had talks with dory on this i would tell him to his face and i have told him to his face in the past what what's the benefit for you to limit someone who is trans rights mm-hmm. i don't get it um, if you've ever met a trans person, that is a difficult life to lead.
0: It's not one you would choose.
1: It's not one you would choose. No, it's, it's uh, uh, there very... are not people lining up to say, how can I make my life more lonely, more difficult, more confusing? How can I be
0: more suicidal? How
1: can I be more suicidal? So uh, the living the life of a trans person, um, it, it's not... I, I get it, it's It's low-hanging fruit for a cheap joke. Um, but it is, if you know people... That have dealt with that. And there was a person, uh, may or Dory may or may not have known this, that worked in that newsroom for a long time that was afraid to come out as trans Mm -hmm. and told me in private, but never made it public, I don't think, Mm -hmm. uh, and worked a long time there. Uh, And and I really feel for this person uh, that that they did not feel comfortable with being who they really were. Mm -hmm. And that makes me sad.
0: That makes me sad
1: Uh, that they felt like the, the, that they loved news and they loved working in that building. And yet they didn't feel comfortable expressing who they really were. And they had to go do that uh, in in other ways. So that, that makes me very sad. And, And I would just say again, what do you get out of voting for someone rooting against someone else's rights to make you feel better about your rights?
0: Yeah. He said something interesting he said I'm, I'm not
1: saying that specifically to Dory. No. And I'm, I'm saying, saying that to the mentality of I'm going to I'm going to use my vote to stick it to the other side. No. Well,
0: I did is is he came out and I I understand he apologized if he offended anyone and 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 all that. I came out on my Facebook page and said, "Why is C- why are the Seahawks uh taking his job away? Why is Cairo doing that? They shouldn't. What they should do and this is what this is what the folks at Glad, for instance, and Pride, this is what they offered. They said, hey, let, let's have a conversation. He's a talk show host, and let's have a conversation about this. And, and I hope they are having conversations. But if you're really tied to – if your politics is tied to religion – and I understand that because I grew up in the Catholic church and then I went to the evangelical church for a long time. And everybody in my family, my late sister was an evangelical music minister. A lot of people in my family involved. It's really hard because you're taught that life decisions in the world is black and white. There are no areas of gray, right? I love, and, and let's put a bull around it here. There's a song I listened to by Bruce Hornsby. I play and it the on range my, or no range? What's that?
1: And the range or no with range? With the range. With the range.
0: I, I play it on my son's birthday every year. And it's when Bruce Hornsby had just found out that he was going to have twins. And he was freaked out. He's like, oh my God, what am I going to do with, let alone have a baby and I'm twins? So he went and sat down in the piano room. And this is when the babies came home. And he wrote a song about when skies are gray. And he also, I think the song is called There'll Be Blue Skies Falling. But he talked about the fact that you are gonna grow up in a world where life is not black and white. You are gonna grow up in a world where you are gonna be very different people and very different humans from me and from each other. And it's going to be hard sometimes. And it's going to be tough. And we're not going to agree. And we may look at politics. We may look at religion. We may look at love and who you love. We may look at all that differently. But as your father, I'm going to be here as a bridge. And I'm going to be here to stand in the middle for you. And when things get hard, whether the sky is gray today or whether they're blue skies, I am going to be a constant in your life. That's what I'm going to be. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to tell you how to think. I will share my truth with you. And at the end of the day, it is up to you to find yours. And I will be shoulders for you to stand on. And I think, I think sometimes the church limits us from doing that for each other. The word priest in the Hebrew and the Arabic is supposed to be a bridge builder. But so oftentimes, so oftentimes, It's a very nuanced place to stand in the middle, to stand in the middle. It is so much easier to be radically left or be radically to the right. It is hard to stand in the middle. And yet this is where I think a lot of us stand. And coming back to my mother, I think that's where she was standing is she sat down and she pulled out that ballot to vote. So anyway, it's the Ron Don show. Only on the Ron and Dunn radio network. Hey, you guys, listen up. It's uh, Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. You know, the changing seasons. It's happening today right in front of our eyes. Hey, it's time to start thinking about winter driving conditions. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be driving this winter because they're not fly, right? So whether you're going to Grandma's house, whether you're going on that ski trip, whether you're finally, finally going to go get some lessons when it comes to snowboarding, Les Schwab, you want to make sure you stop by one of their 85 locations here in Western Washington
1: before you hit the road. Yeah, some easy things to check out, and we just did this for my dad. Uh, your windshield wipers, your headlights, taillights, front and rear defrosters, your blinkers and backup lights. Make sure everything is working properly when it starts getting dark so early. Some more difficult items to check out, and this is where Les Schwab comes in to help out, your brakes, your alignment, your suspension, your batteries, and your tires. So important when it gets wet around here. Schedule a time at LesSchwab.com or stop by your local Les Schwab store for a free free pre-trip safety check they do a visual inspection for some of your vehicle's most important parts and they can help you decide if you need winter tires that's Les Schwab doing the right thing matters if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. I had grown to trust the image of Ron and Don, you know, doing their, their advocacy for all the charities and stuff that they do. And I thought, well, they seem like good guys. Let's go for it. When I uh, decided to put my home on the market, it was a natural for me to choose them to list the property. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house. They came super prepared, and they came more in learning mode, right? And what was important to each of us. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on you know when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. They were precise and clear.
0: They managed our expectations well. If Don saw, you know, a risk or an area of concern he wanted us to be aware of, they just they just did a superb job. And they seemed personally interested in the houses we would tour. I think both of them said at some point, when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They
1: didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. (laughs) That's super important to me. I don't think we'd have this house if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. I think I was just so impressed with
0: the quality of the work that they did.
1: We had multiple offers. $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been
0: a better experience. The buying process was wonderful, and the selling process
1: felt like we were their most important project. I I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com.
0: You're listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ronadon Show, episode 172. Thanks for sitting down with us. Uh, we sat down today with uh, a lovely couple from the Ronadon Nation right in North Seattle. We went to sitdown.com. We we're able to send them one of our ebooks. So if you're buying, selling, just write Ron, ron at They'll we'll send you one, or go to sitdown.com and uh, let's sit down today. We can do that virtually, and then, boom, we come see you we'll bring you a, a Ronadon camp mug when we do that too. Uh, Speaking of going places, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, really interesting. 1.8 million people traveled, uh, according to airports around the U.S. Uh, A few months ago, it was a couple hundred thousand. And at one point, it was under 100,000. Hawaii, the island... Uh, they usually see thirty thousand people fly there every day. It was down to under a hundred people, wow. if you can believe that. So they say that uh, planes now, while well, not full, we're back to thirty four percent of where we were maybe a year ago, and yet we have a client right now that's a furloughed pilot. Uh, where do you kind of see this going and there was some new news out today a new article about covid covid 19 and how this may transfer or not transfer when you're sitting in an airplane cabin like you just did for five hours
1: yeah actually it was six hours and 43 minutes I think it's the longest non-stop flight where you're still in the continental US was was too long um the, it wasn't so the headline on the the, the uh, study is interesting they're saying that they did hundreds of hours they had a mannequin head that would uh, disperse the equivalent of someone just coughing the entire trip. And if you're wearing your mask, there's 0.003% chance uh, that a virus would be transmitted. Again, in an airplane with the proper cleaning and HEPA filters and all that stuff uh, and everybody's wearing a mask, 0.003%. So that's really good news if you're doing airline travel. Uh, The plane I was in coming back was pretty full. Um, The middle seats are all open. so I mean, full with an asterisk, like not, uh, you know, every single seat. So you have the middle seat open in each aisle. Uh, quite a few people just disregard stuff. That's always discouraging. Um, and we have seen stories of revolts where people wouldn't wear their mask and a plane was turned around, taken back to the gate, and, and uh, those folks are ejected from the plane, which I think they should be. Uh, so yeah, I think there is is um, some optimism if you want to travel uh, where you can get on a plane, you can travel within the continental U.S. I Still, it it, it is driving me crazy with the deals we see on flights, and you can't go out of the country. <laughs> I saw a round-trip ticket wow. to Tokyo for $197. Wow. Uh, can't go to Tokyo. Um, I saw a round trip nonstop Seattle to Chicago for seventy nine bucks, mm. um, but like I, yeah, I would go to Chicago and not be able to do anything in Chicago, in the same way that I'm not able to really do anything here. You could not go to a Bears game. So I could not go to a Bears game. Yeah. I could probably not go. You could not uh, go to, see the Cubs in the World Series. Not go to really great restaurants. Not see the, the Sox Mile. in the
0: World Series. Yeah. yeah. So I'm
1: seeing these these deals that are just insane, uh, and yet. I, I haven't bought any because you can't really do those things. Uh, again, you know, I had Europe trips that were canceled this year. So travel, I think, is on the rebound. I really do feel for Boeing and the impact it's going to have in our community. Uh, we have a flight line that's going to move to South Carolina. Uh, I've been to, to the Boeing facility in South Carolina. When I flew to Haiti, they dropped us off there. Uh, the the military did, and I was like, oh, okay, Like they're building this thing out. Um, So Boeing is going to be really impacted here. If you're not flying the planes, you're not ordering planes. Uh, The major airlines have to repurchase planes based on the number of hours that are on those planes, and if these planes are grounded, then you're not ordering new planes. You're not ordering new planes. You see the trickle-down effect to what happens here in Seattle, and Boeing is still among the largest employers in uh, Washington. And unlike a lot of the tech firms, they have pay scales that run the gamut. Uh, and so you have a large population of machinists and engineers. They're not just all executive jobs, and they're not all blue-collar jobs. They they run the full spectrum. And I think that's why Boeing is so important to the Pacific Northwest, is you know you go to Amazon HQ, it's mostly the all the similar category of jobs. Yes, you have some very high income upper management jobs, but you don't have a lot of the blue collar jobs. Uh you have it's mostly white collar jobs until you get out to the warehouses and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um the the loss of Boeing and the loss of that flight line is significant. And and I think if you're a union member, you look to your union members leadership and say, All these years I've been paying you the dues and uh, HQ moved to Chicago, the flight lines moving to, to South Carolina. Um, maybe our stance was not really in step with the world economics. Yeah.
0: All right, you guys, we're live from the uh, Les studios. Thanks for that, Ron. Uh, coming up on episode 172, if somebody handed you a check for $600 million, what would you do with it? We'll talk about what a guy did next. <music>
1: ron and don from radio to real estate when you're ready to grab a cup of coffee and sit down with the guys go to ronandonsitdown.com all
0: right you guys let's finish up uh, episode 172 here on the ron and don show someone gave you 600 million dollars what'd you do with it
1: first thing I wouldn't do is go buy a bunch of cars and houses and like be an idiot. Like We've heard all the stories year after year of people that win the lottery. But you just... give
0: me half of it, and then I would go buy the cars, houses, and be an idiot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Somebody th- has to be the idiot in this the partnership. The about
1: that that um, I always think of and, and that comes to mind, if you remember, it was a couple years ago now. There was a story that came out that said, for the average American, $75,000 a year is the magic number. So if you if you make seventy five grand a for, year for
0: happiness, for then, happiness. yeah, that everything they were talking about happiness, then
1: then you you sort of have your basic needs met, mm-hmm. and now everything above that. Um, is not necessarily making you happier and then there was a company here locally where the ceo made everybody's salary 75 grand and there was a huge outroar including his his. and so i think about that and it's like okay I, i would definitely want to take some time to identify the things that make me really happy one of those things is being productive and so Uh, I love travel, which we just talked about in the last segment, which is limited right now. Um, I've always dreamt of, like, living around the world. So if I had $600 million, I would definitely want to explore that, of, like, how can I go and live? And it wouldn't be in the luxurious hotels, um, like I would want to live, like go live in Barcelona, live in Tokyo for three months or six months or whatever. So I, I would do those things because I know that travel makes me happy. Like having a nicer car would just be superficial. Like it would be fun for a little bit, but long term it's not going to ma- make me happier. Having a huge house somewhere. Not going to substantially make me that much happier. I would like to have reasonable houses in a couple of different spots. So that would probably be cool. Yeah. To go, oh, I want to go to California and I have a beach house. Okay, great. But do I need a 30,000 square foot house? Probably not. Like as a single guy, that was so. I don't think all these extravagant things. When I was younger, I probably would have thought, said that, but not right now. What, what about you? I would also, I've fantasized about being super generous to people that I care about yeah. of like paying off someone's mortgage or buying them something uh, nice. Not, not you though. Yeah. But just, you know, people that I actually, I,
0: you know what? I, I, I get true joy from really identifying the help that someone needs and then, and then helping them. Yesterday I had, uh, uh, one of my son's schoolmates, Uh, his dad was riding a bike on Queen Anne and got hit by a car two weeks ago and lost his life. Mm. So there's a condo left behind and all the money that's in that condo is going to go towards mom that was left behind and, and this little boy who's my son's age. So she's been in there just doing all the work herself. And so I went there yesterday and I got her key and I said, you're done. I got it from here. You're done. She said, how much? I said, no much. You're done. So I wish I could do that more on a bigger scale because my my pockets aren't uh, big enough. But those are the types of things where when somebody is in real need and you can meet that need and you can help them and it costs you uh, some money to do so, which it will cost me some money uh, to do so. It's like knowing that in the midst of this tragedy, we're going to be able to help Uh, that's pretty cool. My son and I shared this story before we adopted 12 people going into the pandemic. And so one of those people passed away, my next door neighbor, Emily, and I talked about her on my Facebook page in our last broadcast. I'm really proud of him because for the last seven months, he has taken her cards. He's taken her flowers. Uh, he, um, took her Molly Moon's ice cream and he he stood with me on the balcony the other day and we had to, we got to talk with her for the last time and it was like like in those moments to be able to comfort someone uh we made her husband a cheeseburger the other night and just those acts those just those acts of service at those acts of service i wish i had more money uh, to do so So
1: what did this gentleman that Steve got Bing, and, 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 and,
0: and he's no longer with us He com- he committed suicide and people have wondered why he committed suicide and and he was married to elizabeth hurley for a long time and he was this big hollywood producer that when a movie that he felt was important couldn't get produced he'd write a check he was worth 600 million dollars that he inherited and when he passed away, they just they just released it, and they said he, he was worth about $300,000. Hmm. He spent all of it. But he spent it on things, and they went back, and they talked to Elizabeth Hurley, the actress. They said, you know what? He spent it on things that he really believed in, whether it was a movie that wasn't going to get made. And she said he was so philanthropic with his money. Uh, she said that's it, it's not that he lived in these castles all over the world. And Maybe he lived in a castle. I don't know. She said, but as far as she knows, and she was in love and married to him a long time ago, uh, and they share a child together, she said he was out there just giving it away. And um, I think there's something cool about that. I don't think it's cool the way that he died, and I hope that didn't drive him to an early death in his 50s, but at the same time, to be given $600 million. And I know you and I have the same philosophy with our parents. We're like, hey, whatever money you got, don't worry about passing it on to us go spend it down to the penny uh, and and have great lives
1: yeah I, I absolutely you and I are on board with that it is um it's it that's a cool story to to be able to give that away I, again the ending is not great yeah uh, but the life philosophy is great uh, and sometimes we we get so focused on uh, have 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 that we forget to do that and and yeah very well said.
0: Yeah, I'm. I, I'm wanting my son to connect with, with acts of service, and at the same time having a balance of, hey, we got a new bike that we worked hard. That's supposed to be here on Friday, and it's a really nice bike, and he has a really nice helmet, and we're gonna enjoy that bike and helmet. And he's worked really hard for it, and uh, and we're gonna ride the hell out of that bike. So there's nothing wrong with having having nice things, and then trying to have that balance. Of, of living acts of service and kindness because it's really what connects you to humanity. So, you guys, thank you so much for connecting
1: with us. 700,000 spins? By the time this is uh, through the show, we should have 700,000, which just boggles my mind. We need to think of something to do for a million. Yeah. So, we're a co- probably by the end of the year, I would imagine we'll be close to a million. E- email me if you have an idea. Maybe we'll take, a, we should maybe we'll take some a more
0: photos that we have in our new e-books. And we'll wear, wear matching jean jackets.
1: We should do a matching jean jacket photo shoot for a million.
0: Why are we going out to dinner together tonight? Because we're together all the time and now
1: we're going to dinner? Because I'm going to stick you with the tab. Okay. It's an act of service to me. Okay.
0: Sounds good. Hey, you guys, thanks for going to ronadonsitdown.com. We'll sit down with you virtually anytime. We meet every morning at 7 30, and then we can do what we did for this great, great couple up in the north end today. Our second visit is to come see you. We put on our masks, we put on our gloves, take off our shoes, cover our shoes, and then we get to walk around your piece of property or maybe we'll talk to you about wanting to buy something like the just did. I'll start with the Ron and Don sit down and our new eBooks are out. We wrote these and we'd love for you to have one or share one with a friend that you know is thinking about buying selling. And it's never too early or too late to start studying and understanding what this big, big life transaction is all about. Uh, and these books will help you do that, you guys. And they're free. All right? So all you have to do is go to sitdown.com and uh, get one of our ebooks today. You keep your head up. You keep your shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 173. Only on Don and Don Radio Ron and Don. Ron and Don. You good? Yeah. Okay, let's get going.